It's not fair that he got the bigger ice cream cone. It's not fair that she got more juice. It's not fair that he got more playing time in the soccer game. It's not fair that you picked her up first after school. Today, we're talking about fairness and especially the difference between fair and equal. Hi, this is Danae. I'm the founder of Simple Families. Simple Families is an online community for parents who are seeking a simpler, more intentional life. In this show, we focus on minimalism with kids, positive parenting, family wellness, and decreasing the mental load. My perspectives are based in my firsthand experience raising kids, but also rooted in my PhD in child development. So you're going to hear conversations that are based in research, but more importantly, real life. Thanks for joining us. Hi there, Danae here. Today we are talking about fairness. The words, it's not fair, usually come pretty early for most kids, especially if there's a sibling or two involved. In this episode, we're talking about some of the everyday circumstances that we encounter arguments about fairness, like he got the blue plate and I wanted the blue plate. We did an Easter egg hunt and she got four eggs and he got 12 eggs. Although this conversation is meant to be helpful, it's not substitute for a larger conversation about fairness and equality in our world. So please don't think I'm trying to do that. While that topic is of course worthy and important, Today, I want to introduce you to some new ways to think about complaints of fairness in your home. And as I always say, take what works for you and leave what doesn't. Some of this might resonate with you, some of it might not, and that's okay. We're all on our own journey here. As parents, no matter how hard we work, fairness seems elusive for all of us. And the truth is that it is. Getting our kids to agree And to buy into the fact that something is fair is difficult because usually they have their own definition of what fair means. When our kids use the word fair, they usually mean equal. And those things are not the same. Equal means everyone gets the same. Fair means everyone gets what they need. If you had one kid that had no socks, you might go out to the store and buy a dozen pairs of socks, a 12 pack. And then you realize your other kid only has a few pairs, so they need some too. So you buy them a three pack and you come home, you give one kid a 12 pack of socks and the other kid a three pack of socks. That is not equal, but that is fair because you have given them what they need. Now, most kids aren't going to be inclined to argue about the fact that this wasn't equal because they don't really care how many pairs of socks that they have. Some kids might be sensitive to this inequality and have an opinion about it. But because this isn't really a high value situation, most kids aren't going to feel slighted by not having as many pairs of socks. It's usually something that blows over. But it is a good example of how understanding the differences between these concepts is really important. And it's also something that our kids really struggle with based on their brain development. You as an adult with a fully developed brain know that your kids have different needs and most likely you're responsive to those needs. And you see that those needs are very different. If you have one kid that had a hard day at school, you might lay with them longer at night and soothe them more that day. 
So maybe you lay with them for 15 minutes and you only lay with the other child for five minutes. That's not equal, but that's fair. One child needed you more that day. Usually the tables turn and things do work themselves out. However, kids live in the moment and often they only remember that example of things being unequal. So you're probably gonna hear all sorts of comments when you lay with one kid for 15 minutes, referencing the fact that it's not fair. You always lay with them longer. You never lay with me. This is that all or nothing, absolute thinking, black and white thinking, we call it sometimes. We talked about this back in episode 219, simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 219. As kids grow, they develop an ability to see the gray area. They're not so black and white. But throughout childhood, they do maintain this type of thinking for longer than is convenient for most of us. So by asking your kids to understand what fair means, you're asking them to see the gray area. You're asking for them to take a subjective point of view. You're asking them to consider the needs of the other kids in your house or the other kids at school, whoever it might be. And that's really hard. Not only are most kids still experiencing quite a bit of absolute black and white thinking, but perspective taking is very much in development in the early years. When I say the early years, like the first 20 years or so it seems. So I'll encourage you to be fair, but don't try to make it equal. You'll make yourself crazy. If our kids don't really understand what fair means, are we wasting our times trying to explain it? No, we're planting a seed, but also understanding that this is just a seedling. They're not going to understand this quickly. This is something they're going to grow into. You might see glimpses of them understanding this as they grow, but you're introducing a new concept and it's going to be hard. So give them the space to grow. They're a work in progress, as are we. So in these years, as they're trying to understand what fair really means and what it means for them and in your family and in their lives, give them some grace. Even if they can spit the definition out to you and explain it to you, there's a very good possibility that their brains aren't quite capable of really grasping the concept. So they get it, but they don't really get it. However, they will with time. We're going to pause for a one minute break from today's sponsor. When I come back, I'm going to give you some more examples of where fairness comes into play and also some language to help introduce your kids to this concept. The sponsor for today is Just Thrive. If you've ever felt tightness in your stomach sitting in the rush hour traffic or get butterflies before a big presentation, know that this is your gut that's responsible for this stress response. There's a profound connection between your brain and your gut. And you need to nourish both so you can perform your best. I recently had the founder of Just Thrive on the podcast, Tina Anderson, and I enjoyed learning all about probiotics. Just Thrive Probiotic is not only recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry, but it's also clinically proven and all natural. It's simple too. I open up a little capsule and sprinkle it in some applesauce and give it to my kids. It can be a game changer for common digestive issues like bloat, constipation, gas, and more. It even supports energy, sleep, and clear skin. Right now, when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code SIMPLE, you can get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm. That's like getting a month for free. 
go to justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code SIMPLE. Thanks so much for supporting our sponsors. Back to today's episode. I gave a couple examples of how fairness comes up in the sibling relationship. And if you have more than one kid, you probably see this a lot. I've got one more sibling example for you. Let's talk about bedtime and curfews. Pretend you have a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 15-year-old. The 10-year-old's going to say it's not fair that the 12-year-old gets to stay up later. The 12-year-old's going to say it's not fair that the 15-year-old gets to stay out later. But the reality is the 10-year-old having an earlier bedtime and more restrictions is fair. It truly is. Because at that age, she has different limits and also different sleep needs than the 15-year-old or even the 12-year-old. So is it equal? Do they all have the same bedtime, the same curfew? No. Is it fair? Yes. You likely understand that from the explanation I just gave. Chances are good that your kids are going to have a harder time really digesting that and agreeing with it. But know in your heart of hearts that it's important to give your 10-year-old that earlier bedtime to meet his or her needs. So don't let complaints about fairness, or what they really mean here is equal, equality, don't let that get you off course. I think complaints about the lack of fairness can come up a lot in the classroom too. I think about a kid who has special accommodations to use a calculator during tests or gets extra time on a test. The other kids in the class might say, that's not fair. She gets extra time on the test, or that's not fair. He gets a calculator. These kids that have accommodations like this have disabilities or special needs. The keyword there, needs. It is fair for everyone to get what they need. It's not equal, though. We're not striving for equal. An important part of this conversation is also that not everything is fair. Is it fair that there are kids that don't have food? They need food. They're not getting what they need. That's not fair. But when you have two kids and one pack of fruit snacks, and one kid gets more red gummies than the other one, that's not equal, but it's fair. They both got food to fill up their stomach. Now let's move away from this definition of fair means everyone gets what they need to fair means everyone gets what they've earned, which is also true sometimes. Sometimes, not always. Let's talk about the kids who play sports and say it's not fair because they don't get the same amount of playing time as another peer. Again, that's not equal. It might not even be fair depending on the situation. But often the kids who really work hard and practice hard perform better and as a result play more. So sometimes it's not equal, but it's fair that kids get what they earned. So a kid that is complaining that it's not fair, they don't get enough playing time in a game, you can explain. You're right. It's not equal, but it's fair because that kid worked really hard. My son plays baseball and he recently mentioned that he has an interest in pitching. He's one of the younger kids on the team and he has never pitched in his life. There's a lot of kids on the team that are older and have been pitching for a long time. They probably go out every day after school practicing their pitching. They work with special pitching coaches. Pitching is a big part of their lives. 
should my kid, who just decided kind of on a whim that he wants to pitch, get to be a pitcher just because he wants to be? Should it be equal? Well, maybe he should get to try. But what's fair is if you work hard and you practice hard, you may perform better and then get to pitch more. That's the simplified definition, right? The truth is that some kids, no matter how hard they practice, are not going to be good pitchers. They're just not. And that sucks. If you have a kid who seems to have to work twice or three times as hard as most of the other kids in the room to get the same result, then you felt this. You have felt how unfair it seems. I have a kid like this, and I know. It's a hard feeling to experience as a parent and an even harder sensation to experience as a kid. Maybe they don't have the body type for it. They don't have the stamina. They don't have the muscle tone. They don't have the attention span or the motivation or the perseverance, whatever it might be. There's some sort of skills that are lacking in their ability to perform well. There are some kids that these things come easier for. Some kids who are natural athletes who can just wander onto a new sport field and start playing and look pretty skilled at it. And other kids who can practice for years and still be clumsy and not make the team and not get equal playing time. And at the end of the day, this sucks. It sucks to be that kid. It sucks to be that parent. And there are going to be hard feelings, sad feelings, because sometimes things are neither fair nor equal. And that's a life lesson. One that we wish our kids didn't have to learn, but they do. And we have a choice as parents how we're going to handle those feelings. Are we going to say, that sucks, it's not fair. We could join in on that sentiment. But if we're coming to complain about the coaching staff and the decisions that are being made, Sure, let's teach our kids how to self-advocate. But additionally, we also need to teach our kids some lessons about sitting with disappointment and discomfort. So if you have a kid that is struggling with fairness and struggling with the fact that their parent laid with their sibling for 15 minutes and them for only five minutes, we can use compassion. Say things like, I know this is really hard. It's okay to feel upset. I know you tried your best. I can understand if you feel sad. I know that you wish it would be equal, but unfortunately it's not. Now, none of that is to say that we shouldn't advocate for our kids to have equal opportunities. That's, I guess, a podcast for a different day. But what I do think we should do is we should teach our kids that life isn't fair. And when it feels particularly unfair, it's okay to feel sad. It's hard. It's okay to be upset. To get our kids to buy into this idea that fair isn't equal and we're not even striving for equal, we also have to be okay with it ourselves. So at the end of the day, when you go to that kid who you only sat with for five minutes at bedtime and the other kid you sat with for 15 minutes, you need to own that. I know you feel sad that I only laid with you for five minutes and I laid with your brother for 15 minutes. It's really hard. He needed me tonight. It's okay to feel sad. If we want them to be okay with it, we have to be okay with it. Moral reasoning is slow to develop. Sometimes it's hard for our kids to understand their own needs, let alone the needs of others. And in order to really understand fairness, you have to understand what other people need. And kids are very egocentric. They're very stuck in their own heads a lot of times. 
So it's hard for them to see other people's needs, which is why this is absolutely a work in progress. If you have a kid that is looking for everything to be equal, see that as a sign of black and white thinking and understand that the true definition of fair, everyone gets what they need, or everyone gets what they've earned in some situations, that's a gray area. And it will be slow for them to truly understand that. But we're explaining it and we're planting seeds. And we're acknowledging their feelings and giving them practice sitting with discomfort. It's not our job to make everything fair. But it is our job to push our kids outside of their comfort zone sometimes. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode 349, simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 349. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.